Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever. How about this, Cowboys? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode and edition of the Jersey Boys podcast right here on the Chop Sports Media YouTube channel and, of course, the Premier Podcast Network. It is your host, Dave Sturchio, alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst. And, of course, the you know what? No, he's been more positive than me now, so I'm just going to call him America's I, fan, Keith Ernst. No, I love being the Grinch, you please. Like, I love the Grinch. You like the Grinch? All right, the Grinch is yours. Yeah, I love the Grinch. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's well. The Dallas Cowboys are 8-3 and three after another thrashing on Thanksgiving of the Washington Commanders uh, game was never close. We'll get into that. Obviously, we have a very big game coming up. Um, this is what you call in the business a must win uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. Now they're up two games. They have a chance to bury them completely and lock and firmly entrench themselves into the fifth seed of the uh, NFC playoff picture. Keith, we'll start with you. Your thoughts of, you know, you called it. You said 40 plus points. And here we are, uh, you know, yeah. a couple days removed, obviously, from Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it wasn't Sunday, it was Thursday. So there's a lot of days to digest this thing, but your I guess your knee jerk reaction to to throttling the the commanders, not only by with the forty five or however many points you scored, but also you're like really good. Like Baldy does a lot of good breakdowns, like Brian Baldinger, and there's a lot of breakdowns and stuff, but you nailed Sam Howell to a fucking T, bro. Like this yeah, that's dude, all he thank did. You. Thank you. Yeah. And I would say too, it's funny because even the uh Anyway, just going to what you're saying, I it's what I expected the whole game. I mean, you know, in our text, I wasn't worried at all. I was the only one that really wasn't worried. I love the Cowboys in this. I loved everything about it. I love the matchups. I just, you know, I it, everything. I mean, I don't have a, a complaint about anything really. Who okay. can? I mean, damn how the only thing I'll, I'll complain about maybe is they should have uh, pushed the corners up a little more because that's all Sam Howell does. Mm -hmm. That's all he does, and he kept doing it, and it was driving me crazy, which is why he you know, he had those long drives, which when the um, when he got to a certain point, he couldn't do those dink and dunks because it's bend or break. We're moving up, and then he'd go – he'd be out. You know, uh, three and out, not three and out. They go for it on fourth down and not get it. A lot. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I couldn't – I was talking we, yeah. we were talking to each other via text, and the – the time of possession was a little ridiculous. I know that's like the goal of ours to win time of possession. Yeah. But the Washington Commanders had the ball forever, Brett, and it seemed like that's what's going to happen. When you keep going for it on fourth down over and over and over again, the time of possession is just a non-factor. Well, yeah. I mean, I, in, in this case, uh, obviously, you know, if, if it's a street fight, it means everything. But uh, but we were scoring quick too, man. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm so – I don't even want to give give ourselves the Malakia, but <laughs> the way this team's gelling, man, and the way they're playing, and you know, timing looks good for us right now. You know I, what I mean? I almost and, wish it was. Um, I almost wish it was later in the season. You know, like it was like. Well, no, it's perfect, it's perfect timing, man. Because look, if 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 the Eagles are going to win the East, just lock it up. We focus on the first fucking wild card. Uh, home field. Well, we wouldn't get home field advantage, but I would love to go to New Orleans or. Well, right you now, know, as it stands right now, it's Atlanta. So Atlanta. Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, I'd prefer that. Um. But dude, Dak is just. I love it. I love the way he's playing, man. I really do. Um. Uh. He's more consistent. 
I'm not as holding my breath when he's back there so much. Same, you know? same. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I'm a little bit less weary every time he drops back to pass. The only thing I'll say, and I keep saying this every week, and it's not like breaking news, but I love when Dak's on the run. You know, like when he's on the run and he's actually, and guys are coming back to him, he's such a better quarterback. When he's back there and he's, look, there was one early uh, to, uh, I almost said Dalton Schultz, to Jake Ferguson across the middle, a deep seed that he threw over the middle, almost out of our end zone. So it's like those ones I'm like, oh, God, you know, but like overall, I haven't really got a chance to really worry about Dak. And, and speaking of Dak, today, as it's Tuesday, as we record this, um, Mr. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers always goes on the Pat McAfee show uh, every Tuesday, and he said that Dak Prescott's his favorite quarterback to watch right now. He said he's playing at an all-time level. He's play his progressions are great. His checkdowns are wonderful. The fact that he's like doing things on the fly, pre-snap, you know, protections, and and just doing a whole bunch of audibles. And of course, they made the joke about the the here we go thing. But he thinks that's I love the here we go. Oh, it's great. It, it just feels like my buddy hit me up the other day. He's like, it feels like once he says the here we go there's like a confidence that comes with it. You know what I mean? Like there's like almost like, hey, we're rolling right now. Here we go, you know, and just fucking run the next play without any care in the world, really. Like obviously there's care, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it feels like it's free, Keith. When you look at Dak Prescott in that game against the Washington Commanders, he puts up numbers that, again, you're supposed to put these numbers up. So uh, like miss me and I'm those people who are just like, you're just beating up bad teams. Guess what? Good teams are supposed to beat up the bad teams. And you know what? Not for nothing. Who's this? That's not our fault that they're a bad team. You know what I mean? Like, we're just playing the games on the schedule, and it seems like everybody just continues to have something to say. Do you, Are you buying into this, like, beating up bad teams thing, or is that just something that you think it should be happening anyway? Um, No, I'm not buying into the beating up. That's stupid. I mean, like, they're NFL teams, but uh, that stuff I can't stand because that's – I don't mean that that's amateur people that say stuff like that. That's amateur. You don't understand the NFL, right? What I'm going to say about it I, that I know, and you have every right to feel awesome about Dak Prescott. Everybody does. But the one thing I look at, and I look at patterns a lot. Okay. The one thing I see is Dak has these type of games. Okay. He has a lot of these type of games when the other offense isn't scoring, if that makes sense. Sorry, saying it's a little bit of a padding of the stats? I'm, just, I'm not saying it's not fantastic. No, he's doing great, and he's pulling ahead of these teams, mm -hmm. and he is. Yeah. I mean, he's scoring to pull ahead. But when these teams like the Giants and Washington can't score and we get the ball back, it makes it easier for our, you know, mentally to drive down the field and, and do these things. Now, the only game I can say, if you look at it this season – Dak had one bad game against the 49ers. That's it. He didn't play bad against Arizona. That wasn't his fault. He didn't play bad against Philly. Mm -mm. He had a good, really good game against Philly. So he's really only had one bad game. So that's how that's how that's what I'm not looking at the the yards and us beating Washington by 45 or whatever it is. I'm looking at that. Where to me, he he's had one all-around bad game, and that was against the 49ers. Okay. And, and Philly and Arizona were he he had he had decent games in. You guys have, Philly had a good game in. Yeah, you guys have played the game at a high level. I mean, like Brett, I ask you 
is there a, is there a such thing as a kryptonite? Like like obviously we've lost to the 49ers in two years of row in a row at the uh, the playoffs, and then again he comes out. He's he's in his head. People are just like talking up that 49er game, and all of a sudden the 49er game hits, and he throws up another just complete dud. Is, I want to I want to address the 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 bad team thing. All right, yeah. Um, and what Keith said too. What Keith's saying is if if they answer, we answer. Right? They answer, we answer. What what? And we did. We kind of did that against Philly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers game, I thought he played amazing. And, you know, they, they, we ended up pulling away from him. But Key's point last week, that drive after Carolina scored, you know, and then we, we answered right back. That's what you want to see. Right. As far as beating up a bad team, um, it's not about that as much as controlling the game, running the plays you want to play, not making the mistakes. Because look, let me tell you, when you're playing a shitty team, it's also a, 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 t- a chance for your team to start fucking being relaxed and getting dumb penalties and dropping balls and, uh, you know, th- making stupid plays. Uh, so that's, we're, a, that's a testament to their, to their to their character as a team then. The fact that, like, uh, instead of instead of laying down and taking it la- lackadaisical, they're putting the pedal to the metal and just beating the brakes off these well, teams. They're, they're running a consistent, uh, disciplined uh, game plan. Yeah. And that's really important. And again, right now I watched the Eagles game yesterday, uh, against Buffalo. Mm. Um, or when was that Sunday? Sunday, yeah. And then, uh, you know, watched uh, Minnesota last night and then Detroit on Thanksgiving was, you know, they got beat up too. Uh, Dallas is really playing solid quality football right now. Now, the other thing is, you know, Ferguson has been playing great, but uh, Schoonamaker has been doing good. All right. Uh, our receiving core is pretty solid right now. What Bland did, and and I want to shout out to uh, Marquise Bell, man. I mean, you know, I'd argue he's he's uh, obviously I think he's playing better than uh, LVE was. And that's the other thing. Both, both the people that uh, needed to step up did. Bland did. Bell did our defenses. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy about it, and I think Seattle's going to be a good test. That's a testament to the depth in the in the scouting department, uh, landing guys like Marquise and Bell. The coaching, and, man. As I'm and saying, the and the coaching and getting these guys up and making sure they stay up. Uh, we'll get to Bland in a second, but just touching on Marquise Bell. Um, so Shaq Leonard was in a, for a visit today. Um, he left without a contract. I mean, I don't know how fast. Like when you're a free agent and you you have an opportunity to hear a couple people out, you probably will. You know what I mean? So it's not like, oh, that they made me an offer I couldn't refute. Like Philly could probably up us if anything. You know what I mean? So there's there's multiple factors there. But then like watching Marquise Bell play, I'm almost like, all right, yeah, Shaq Leonard would be great as an addition, but I don't know, man. Like, are, are is any of us no. taking Marquise Bell off the field right now? He'd be a great. He'd be a great addition, bro. Plug and play. Right, but I'm saying like, and that's that's totally cool, and I'm all for the the plug and the and the leadership yeah. and the depth, and I understand that. But I'm saying, Keith, I'll ask you right now: if you put Shaq Leonard on the Dallas Cowboys, are you taking Marquise Bell off the field? No, right, no. So that's what I'm saying. Like, how much do you really yeah. want to spend on a guy that might be just a rotational player? See, the Eagles have lost linebackers, and their depth has taken a hit as well, so that's why he is so appealing to both of these teams. Look, it's going to come down to this. Nick Sariani is the coach. He coached him over in Indianapolis, right? So they have that connection, coach and player. However, 
Stephon Gilmore and and Malik Hooker both played with Shaq Leonard in in Indianapolis. So you want to play with your boys or you want to play with your coach? It's really that. And of course, dollars make sense, and, and you know has to make sense that way too. And, and another question, and I, we brought it up pregame, Starch is mm-hmm. people Colts are one of the wild card teams right now. They're six and five. Yeah, Garner um, fucking Minshew. Boy. Why don't they want him? <laughs> well. From what I, from, why, I mean, that's my whole thing is I like, got, why is he just getting released like that? Could I got this be somebody. I got like, somebody. like, like, start. You were saying before the the game, before the game, before the podcast, like a Jalen Smith thing. When people were shocked when Jalen Smith was cut. Well, from you what know? I read, somebody hit me up uh, in response to to Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, he said, "Do you really want to deal with another linebacker with nerve type?" injury situation so now i'm thinking like and i haven't done my full full research on why Shaq leonard's not there anymore but if there's any kind of injury concern apparently the visit went well today and the physical and everything that he worked out or whatever he had to do for the cowboys went well but again if you spend the money and then he drops off the face of the earth in three plays and you're like what the fuck you know what did we do that's the key right there if the price is right yeah yeah, so we'll have to figure it out, and I'm sure he's going to make a decision over the weekend. He's going to visit the Eagles at the end of this week and probably make a decision over the weekend for the back stretch. So touching on one more thing, obviously, we were talking about it. We talk about the history of this team so many times on this podcast and you know our all-time favorites, this, that, and a third. Last week, you made mention of Everson Walls as one of the greatest corners the Cowboys have ever seen. Now that Deron Bland has made history, and I'm not saying he's the greatest corner you've ever seen, but it's like, Man, it's hard to deny what he's doing right now, as to, as opposed to any other cowboy corner ever. You know, like this is this is something we've never seen before. These are touchdowns. Have you, have you noticed that all the like I would say half of those picks are almost the same play? Yeah, they they he jumps the route. He jumps it. And mean, goes. Yeah, they're like either it's either an out or a deep out, and he you see him coming from yeah. like yeah. He's just like and quarterback. How gone. could they be? Falling for this again as he's running and beep and he's gone. Right, right. You know, I meant, and a, even that run back, dude. I meant, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they actually tried to tackle him, unlike the friggin' Jets and Dolphins game, which I don't even want to get into that 99 yard return. Oh. That's one of the most despicable <laughs> football plays in the history of football. And that falls, I would never. I'm sorry, that falls on the coach. It falls on the coach. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> we, we can go on for a sure. stand Anyways, about Rob regardless. Salah. But but the but the player's not trying to even tackle and I mean they, they had many shots at him and they're just dude there's no time left what do you do all right whatever I don't want to get into the Jets game but I'm just saying so, that was awful so yeah so Jim Nance with an all time call you know it, he get the witness history and stuff like that that was great um, he didn't make a couple moves I didn't know if he was gonna make it like towards the around the ten yard line I'm like oh, fuck are they gonna trip him up and they didn't so um, before we get off the Thanksgiving Day game. I understand we're beating up a bad team and or uh, a lesser team. Let's just say, let's not call them a bad team. They've, they've won some games. Can I, can I interject on this really quick Starch? Sure. What's great about this too, is that when we're jumping ahead like that and we start to sit people and they get to rest, um, you know, uh, I don't see it's the NFL. You're not beating up on anybody. I mean, you know, Washington was physical, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, these are other good things that help us crescendo. It's the word and, of the day. Uh, I, got, you know, I got that tatted on the on my shoulder blades now, by the way. <laughs> so it's where I crescendo. Uh, but what I was going to say is with this game and the and the and the first of all, sounds of the sidelines this week. 
Zach Martin actually said to Dak, I was hoping you would get us out of the fourth quarter. Meaning, like, I wanted to sit the rest of this game. Thanks for, you know, leading us the way. These guys are all having fun, but my question was, <laughs> see, now Keith's going to make fun of me there. They're having fun. I've never seen anything like this before. Um, no, my que- my real question is, Keith, are you in favor of all the extracurriculars? What What the Cowboys have shown now is that even when they're up, they're still putting it on you. Are you cool with that? Does it going to bite us? Is it going to make us look like shit? Are people going to start headhunting? Like, I see one thing. Give me an example. uh, The example is we're up, we're up by thirty plus on the Giants. We got Cooper Rush in here lacing the ball down the field. Right now we're up bigger here, and we're still scoring on top of uh, everything else. And then every touchdown celebration felt like there was a little bit more to it. Fucking turkey legs in the in the bowl, and then people are eating on the (laughs) sidelines. Listen. I'm all for it. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world to watch Dak Prescott chew on a fucking turkey leg as a celebration. Here's my thing, though. But are what, people going to kill us now? Or, like, you know? Like, when, did they, when did they decide to do the, like, were they going to say, all right, if we score four touchdowns, right. we'll do the turkey leg? You right. know, like, what made them decide, like, the right time to do it? They had to be up by a certain again, amount. Again, the, the, the volume was right there. So, like, you hear Dak Prescott says, grab the turkey legs. Like, it was so premeditated. Like, he must have come out at halftime. Okay. He's like, all right, here you See, go. See, something like that, if you are if you are planning something like that, I don't like that. You should either. be concentrating on other things. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Possibly, no, I but whatever. I mean, look, whatever's <laughs> working is working. They're having fun. Exactly. You know, my whole thing is, though, if, say, they were playing the Chiefs, would they have done that? Would they have had that celebration planned? Or was it just because they – they were playing a team they thought they were going to blow. They got the kettle. You know they got you know the kettle thing is out there now. The Salvation Army thing. So it's like everybody wants to do something like that and jump in and this that and the third. All started yeah. with Zeke and then obviously it did the the whack a tight end last yeah. year where people were bouncing up and down. So like the, listen, yeah. they're having a good time with it. Uh, I'm all for it. The Cowboys are eight and three. Oh, hold on, I want to I want to go back to Bland real quick. Okay. Do you believe in energy, like positive energy? It's like. I don't know why you asking you me for. You, you text the media the other day like I was the most negative person in the history. Of you're you're awful. You're I'm, awful. And it's not that I'm awful. It's just that I know what I'm talking. I get. About. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. You can't say they have I zero. Ch- all right, everyone, listen. We're, all right, the Philly, zero. the Philly, the Philly Buffalo game in the third quarter. Okay, there's ten <laughs> minutes left. Buffalo's <laughs> up by three still. Sturch, because the Philly just scored. Because uh-huh. remember, they were up by 10, uh-huh. Buffalo. Philly scores a touchdown. Sturch text. This game is over. The Bills have zero chance to win this. Was, like, I, wrong? was I wrong? Was I wrong, Keith? Was yeah, wrong? you're was wrong. I, no, no, no. Did they you lose the game? wrong they because the they went to overtime. <laughs> zero matter. chance means it didn't this matter. game's over. It There's didn't. no chance at all. They won on a 60-yard field goal, which, by the way, not not they didn't tied, win. They to go to overtime. Yeah. Did you notice Hurts? When he made the field goal, just sitting there, he was almost like he was mad. He was like, "Man, we got to keep playing." And I don't get that, bro. Go congratulate that guy. He just bailed your shitty ass out. Well, that's hurts was awful in the first half. I agree with he that. He just sits there like, "Oh, big deal." Like, and how what about a dick. and how about Jason Kelsey with a couple infractions on that last drive that could have really fucked him up? And you know, yeah. he's on the sidelines, and he's the one that looks like he's more like grateful. Like, thank you so much for that field goal. You know, you bailed my ass out. But Jalen hurts. I don't know if this is like uh, think, cool and I composed. Hurts was. Ref- Reflecting on how bad he was playing, Maybe. like the, the fact that you know, 
I think he felt responsible. I don't, I don't think that's a sign of, of anything negative. I think he just was like, God, I'm fucking shit in the bed and we had to come to this, you know, thank yeah. God he made it. It's almost like when Brady had his head down in the Super Bowl <laughs> and, and they got the interception. Yeah, I mean, but did you see his celebration though? There was I mean, to have, I'm just saying, there was I get no. what you're saying, bro. That is probably it. You're right. But I mean, at least I mean, maybe, I don't know. They didn't have the camera on him the whole time, but I mean, I would like to see him go up to the kicker and go, yo man, because that was a fun, that's one of the greatest kicks I've ever seen in that kind of weather. I mean, yeah. The, the, I mean, I, I didn't think he was going to make it, dude. Man. I didn't. Honestly, I, I was didn't. like, this is going to be great. They're going to lose on a missed field goal. We're all going to go home happy and go to sleep happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was telling you and Pre, I was, I, I think I'm at the point now where I'm getting more upset about an Eagles win than I am a Cowboys yeah. loss at this yeah, point. But, like, I'm so mad. Well, what I was going to bring up, besides your, the negativity, but <laughs> 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 and I'm not I even going to say the receipt you know about you said about the Eagles because you were too upset. So I'm, I, I deleted that receipt, by the way. Oh, you're such a good guy. Thank you. So, Hi, um, <laughs> Brett's got it. <laughs> so um, I was going to say Jerk I'm bringing call. up Jim Nance and his call. Hello, friends. Like, it's yeah. almost like as soon as Bland got it, I don't care how many people were in the way he was going to score. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Just by that reaction and yeah. everybody just getting up in arms. It was like. <laughs> And, and you knew, you knew, I mean, the universe and everything was just coming the into its plan of Bland getting the, you know, that, that pick six. The, so, in, the anyway. internet, the internet came for Tony Romo a little bit. It's not, I believe, listen, I've done play by play. I know how it is. It's some of my favorite shit I've ever done is call a football game play by play. And I understand how you're supposed to lay out for that, that, that moment in time and that reaction. But like when he scored, and then you got Romo there, who's the giddiest dude in the world. He's like, "Yeah, Jim! Oh my god!" It's like, it's like, all right, dude, relax, Tony. Let the fucking moment just embrace a little bit. Well, Tony, Tony, Tony said it. told him. He said, "Hey, Jim, I'm gonna let you take this one." <laughs> right. Well, did you hear what he said though? He he called Nance right there. He goes, "You gave me goosebumps." I know, and he, he did. He said it. It was, that it was, was awesome. awesome. Do you notice that? I, did you watch Sounds of the Sidelines this week or no? Uh. Yeah, Actually, I I'm gonna watch it. My but my buddy Matt sent it to me. I haven't watched it. All yet, right, so watch. I just I watched. Spoiler alert! You know they use they usually use uh, Shram as the Sham as the all the plays. The, every single play that happens in a Cowboys game, you hear the radio voice of of uh, what's his name? I can't. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So you always hear that. However, for the pick, they dub in Jim Nance's call. Oh, so it's even better. It's it's like fucking. I'm getting goosebumps just even thinking about it. But um, all right. So look. Cowboys take care of business as they should have. Other things that didn't fall our way, we talked about Philly already. They took out Buffalo in overtime. Um, the NFC South looks like a total fucking shit show at this point. It's uh, Right now, it's a sub-500 team who's in first place, and that's the Atlanta Falcons, followed by the Saints, followed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Baker Mayfield, who got hurt. And then Kyle Trask came in, and he realized that he sucks too. And then you have Carolina, who just fired Frank Reich, which I was like, whoa. You know, like, uh, do you feel like... Little, like feel a little, little premature there to, to fire Frank yeah. Reich right there. Who's gonna want to? Who's gonna want to work for that guy, dude? Exactly, that dude. Guy, he's fired I mean. two coaches in two years. Like, why don't you fire the GM? How right, about that? Right, he's the guy that's making these stupid fucking trades. The worst Anyways. part. The worst part is they don't even have their first round pick next year. They don't. I know. So no, it's no. like Chicago gets to cash in on on Carolina's sucking. Anyway, that's the NFC South. We watched the 49ers uh, do their thing on Thanksgiving. They're just a fucking powerhouse of a team, man. When Purdy's rolling, he's rolling. CMC, everybody involved, George Kittle, they're all good. So the 49ers are going to be the 49ers. They'll probably be the two or the or, or the one. They're, there's a big game this coming up week, uh, upcoming week with the Seattle, I mean, uh, the 49ers to take on the Eagles. 
I'm not even going to sniff at pretending like, hey, if the Eagles lose, like it does, at this point, I'm just like, whatever. They're never going to lose. So I'm just going to get it out of my system. But the NFC landscape is kind of taking shape right now. You're starting to see the networks now saying playoff chase and stuff. So now, Keith, are we allowed to talk about playoff stuff now? And or, or are we still not? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But uh, we are not in any must win to get a playoff game. No, no. What? Okay. If you want to say division. Okay, I'm down with that, but not a, not to get in the playoffs. They're up, they're up like four, three and a half games on like the seven seed. So it's like, yeah, the epic collapse would have to happen for the Cowboys to miss the playoffs. Exactly. But, but it exactly. seems to me that the Cowboys, all signs point to a fifth seed. Now they can really firmly entrench as we segue into the Seattle Seahawks game. They can really put their pedal to the metal and pretty much tell the world, hey, we're the fifth, or we might win the division. Either way, that's where we're at. Um, so now you look at Seattle, who's coming off. Um, you know, by the way, I'm the Seattle Seahawks, the lime green fucking uniforms. Holy shit. Please stop that. <laughs> like, it's just, that's just so much green. Um, but Seattle, they get, you know, kind of taken care of by the 49ers on Thanksgiving night. Both of us have the same rest. I'll start with you, Keith. As you look at this team, is there anything like they're obviously a good team? Geno Smith won comeback player of the year last year. Like, they obviously have a lot of weapons in the in the lockets of the world, and DK Metcalf, and even Jackson Smith and Jigba has been coming on, and now they're without their running back. Uh, but but Charbonnet's nothing to sneeze at, you know. So when you look at Seattle, what's the things that kind of stand out at you? So I watched the condensed version of the Seattle 49er game. <laughs> it's like on fucking repeat at this point. Every time you hear we have condensed, you should play a little eh, 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 whatever. Whenever that word comes out, that I say it. Uh huh. Anyways. So- <laughs> there you go and i did and the scariest part of that fucking game the scariest thing i saw was the san francisco 49ers <laughs> that's what i'm saying brother. bro oh my god yeah they are i'm telling you man that whatever they you see how they went through that little slump mm-hmm they lost three games. Mm-hmm. That's what teams need to do and then find themselves again because they have found themselves and they are fucking scary. If anybody wants to know why they are favored in Philly against a 10 and one team, that's fucking this insane. is why. That's insane. They're, but they're playing. I'm at going back to when Brett called Purdy Montana and I made fun of Brett. <laughs> Brett was right. <laughs> this guy is threatening shit. McCaffrey's not going down. Their defense isn't giving anybody time to do shit. I know I'm supposed to be previewing. They have a, the Mad- they have a Madden But that's type. all I saw. They have a In Madden game, type line. That's all I saw. They What's have, that? I said they have a fucking John Madden type of defensive line. It's like when you're playing yeah. Madden. Like, oh, well, let's just go add the best players. <laughs> okay. You have them all in one shot. But anyway. Here's my thing. Seattle. But going back, what, the things, I mean, it's going to go very, uh, how I see this right now is a very similar game to Washington to uh, uh, the Giants, those type of things. Now, Geno's not as mobile as, as uh, um, Sam, Sam Howell, Howell okay. who, by the way, is now my second favorite quarterback in the NFL. Why? Because he's a Cowboys fan? Cowboys fan. Are you kidding? First, all right, he goes Dak Prescott, then Sam Howell. I've bashed <laughs> him all year. After hearing that he loves the Cowboys and he bases his play on Tony Romo and he wanted to be Tony Romo when he grew up. I mean, come on, that's the best. Well, how, but anyways, how old do we time out? How old do we feel, by the way, when guys say, "I wish I was Tony Romo" as he was growing up? I'm like, Jesus Christ! When I was growing up, yeah, I was like, I can't yeah. wait to be Troy but, Aikman. But I'll, <laughs> but I'll say about Geno Smith, the difference is he is a little mobile and he's not afraid to sling it though. No, Geno Smith is not afraid to throw it 20, 25 yards downfield. So 
There could be bigger plays than what Sam Howell, but I think in the long run on those third down sacks, you know, I think they're going to happen a lot here where, where Seattle might have a drive going and then boom, they go back 10, 15 yards like that from a sack from us, just a, a rush from Dan Quinn, who is playing his old team, mm. who, you know, should know that offense pretty well, right? I, I don't mean. know. Pete Carroll run the offense or the defense? I'm not even sure. But regardless, um, yeah, so I meant – that that's what that's what I'll say about them as far as their defense goes. I mean, I think our offense is a good match against their defense. I mean, you know, the same thing. I, mean, I think Washington has a better defense in Seattle. I think Carolina has a better defense in Seattle. So, you know, kind of like I said, it balances itself out to look like a game like we just saw. So that's kind of inter interesting. You should say that considering the differential in records. Um, between Seattle and Washington, because it's like a, I think it's like a two game, three games um, difference. So, mm -hmm. Brent, when you look at Seattle, obviously the aforementioned guys that you all saw, like, I, but I'll flip it. What do you need to see out of Dallas to kind of keep this crescendo going, keep this momentum rolling? Like now, every week that we go into these games, you you tend to you tend to say, let's slow it down, let's be methodical, let's let's control the time of possession, all that shit. Are you looking for that still, or are you just like, you know what, the fucking well, just sky's the limit? Well, you know, when you're looking at what I love to see this last game was Pollard was running, uh, Malik was running, the O-line was, uh, you know, Rico. Yeah. knock on wood, healthy. Um, they're playing good as a unit. Um, you know, you want to see that consistency go. I mean, again, if we're going to score on long – and I am so – I remember what I said in the beginning of the year about Dak, and I really do think that this is the year that he really gets it and comes together. And, you know, the way he's threading that ball in the seams, um, I've never really seen him throw like that, uh, which, you know, is is really um, – that's what I'm looking for. Uh, gets me excited. And uh, I like to see more of those passes. You know, it's funny. I just saw an interview with Troy Aikman, and he was uh, – this is a while ago. He was talking to um, God. What's the other dude's name? The one whose father was a broadcaster. The Joe one that Buck. went out. Joe Buck. Rose. Joe Buck. Yeah, Joe Buck. And he was telling him about when he first came to Dallas and how Norv Turner really changed everything around. And he was even thinking about getting traded. And he didn't want to be there anymore. And he he said what Norv did that uh, really changed the whole landscape is he said, "Look, he goes, I wasn't good at those corner throws." So he just got rid of him. He said, why even go for it? That's something I want um, to bring up. Go ahead. Yeah, he goes, I'm great at the digs, at the slants. And, you know, I want to see us keep doing a game plan that plays to Dak's strengths. Um, and, again, establishing that run game, which which we've been doing, and um, just letting the defense fly, man. But, again, I, I think we're – we are, in my opinion, we're playing the best football right now that I've seen us play in a long time. Yeah, And, uh, you know, and the consistency with Dak is everything. I mean, we've had five, six games in a row where he's played really fucking well. Yeah. I mean, look, I, it's like yeah, you almost. We haven't seen that. We haven't really seen that. You almost, Keith, I, I'll ask you because obviously, you know, preseason you had Dak benched <laughs> halfway around the season. But I, I got to ask you, though, are are you like me and me and Brett are almost like, in, like in lockstep as far as thinking like every time he drops back, he's not going to make a mistake. Are you waiting for the other shoe to fall with, with Dak Prescott? Are you waiting for another implosion? Well, you know, I kind of, I kind of saw this Dak Prescott, um, the, what you, two years ago, two seasons ago when, um, we opened against Tampa in Tampa. 
Right. And Dak, Dak's first four or five games or whatever, he was, I don't know if you remember, he's in the MVP conversation. Oh, yeah. He was lighting it up. He gets injured. Cooper Rush comes in against Minnesota. We win that game. Our next game was against Denver at home. We were, I think, 11, 12-point favorites, and we got smashed. And he just wasn't the same after that. And that carried us into that divisional, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, wild card playoff against San Francisco and Dallas that we lost. Mm-hmm. So he never so And we got, yeah, we got fired from blocking the boys. <laughs> so, well, Brett and I, not Sturge. Uh, no, no, no. So, I, 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 got, I got fired slash quit slash fuck them. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> but anyways, so the whole, uh, th- that's what I'm trying to say is that I, I want to see it consistent. I, I'm not saying he, he's going to have a bad game. Like Brett says, quarterbacks can have bad games. Right. It's how you bounce back from it. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. But once again, I'm not getting too excited. I learned my lesson. And I have to see it. I got to see this thing out. And it's not if he. And it's not if we lose a playoff game. We could lose a playoff game like we lost to Philly, and it's not his fault. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna ask. I, that's how I was but, gonna ask the court. I was gonna spin yeah. it and say like, when does it? How does it I'll play out? I'll stand by this. I'll stand by this. We lost both of those 49er playoff games because of Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will stand by that. Yeah. And, and 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 you watch those games. He wasn't on. He wasn't playing well. He was the main reason why because we couldn't move the ball. That. You know, we lost those games. So, but now I'm feeling good. So, but if you're asking me if I'm on your all's level, like, oh, now he's a Hall of Famer? No. no. <laughs> First of I'm all, not saying I'm, not, that. I'm not either. I'm like, not saying that yet. <laughs> no, we're no, we're not putting him in the Hall of Fame. We're not fitting him for a jacket. Go ahead, Brett. And, and let's let's also give uh, the way our receipt, like Turpin's been playing great. And, and you know, our other receiving, our other receivers too. We've got some good depth at receiver now. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons that he's using. Yeah, so and, that, you know, yeah. he's spreading. He's spreading the fun, man. He's he's uh, you know, he's letting everybody eat. So that's what I was going to bring up because you were saying something about um, the play calling and the coaching and stuff before on the sound of the sidelines. I don't know if you heard when Brandon Cooks and Dak were interacting on the sidelines, saying like he put that in for me. Like there was a play that was designed for Brandon Cooks. That's some sometimes, if not all the time, left off the call sheet and say like, "All right, you know, one day we'll run that." So it's like Dak Prescott said, "No, no, I had him put that in." You know what I mean? So it's like Dak is is realizing that he has these strengths on this offense, and it's looking as good as it's. I mean, even, I'm hard pressed to say I ever looked. The he, even the way he's setting those screens up, man. man I mean, there was one play. You know, mm. he's hitting them in stride. <laughs> yeah, I know. Instead but, of them waiting, I know, and then got. Oh, there was that one that one play where uh he just boom i mean it was in stride it just kept going sometimes and i, I think like, those are going to oh, be what a, what a pass yeah but sometimes i think those are the ones that are going to be taken back to the house <laughs> the other way every well, time it happens i'm like oh, all God. right so really quick i got a question mm. i already know Sturch's answer chances we win percentage wise we win the division yours is probably zero right no no really no no see well here's, here's, i don't understand how it's hitting zero it's not zero. It's zero when it's third quarter when a team's up by three. <laughs> no, it's not. That team zero. has zero no. chance to win. But no, no, no. Here, here's again, just like going into last week, there's a path, right? So it, until there's no path to do it, then I'll say we rule it out. Go get the. Okay, so whatever. all right, get, not getting into it. What do you get percentage wise? Thirty-five. 
Okay. 35% chance to win the division. I only say that because, again, I'm going into this week thinking we should handle business against Seattle. I'm not looking past them. I'm just saying we should, we should go in there win that game. And then if the 49ers are the juggernauts that they seem to be, maybe they do pick up a win. That would put the Cowboys one game, one statistical game, standings-wise, yeah. behind the Eagles. Then you get Eagles-Cowboys next week. You know what I mean? So it's just like, all right, yeah. and if the Cowboys can so, pick up a game there, all of a sudden on the standings, we're tied. We're tied. So it's like. So what do you think, bro? Uh, what percentage? If if Eagles if Eagles lose to San Francisco, I'd I'd, I'd bump it up to about a 45 percent chance because then if they drop another game and we beat them, then well, we I would mean, also if, have if to win out. Tied, so, if we're okay. tied, I think because of the loss to Arizona, uh, we have I think we have more NFC losses. Right. No, well, first it would be conference, and then it would go to the. Uh, no, first it would be division, division then division. the conference. Right. So, but that, hold on, hold on. Okay. Well, I guess they'd split with us. Can I, can I say something? Can I say something? Mm-hmm. Well, you, Do you I was think... answering the question, but go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go. I had no, another saying... one because Jody said 45. percent So I was going to the next no, one. But go ahead. If they lose to San Francisco, if they beat San Francisco, I got us at like 10. percent All right, makes sense. Okay. All right, but right now you have 45. percent where are you at, Keith? Whoa, 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 no, I'm answer, I'm asking the questions now. I took over, Starch. I took you over. What's up, dog? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and with that being said, <laughs> all right. So, um, Go all right. No, hold on, hold on. Now, in order for the Cowboys to win the division, yes or no? I meant realistically. Do they have to win every game out? No. No. That would be right. That- I would say, yeah, we'd have to. That means they're going fourteen <laughs> oh, right? and three. How many games are left? They're they're eight but and three. But so the Eagles are ten six. and one. I understand that, but it's, it, there's only six games left. So in order to win the division, are we going to have to win every fucking game? And I then Eagles room, are going to have to lose one or two. I think there's room for one loss, and you would have uh, you have to finish thirteen and four to win the division. Thirteen and four. Okay. So the only way we could win the division. All right. Mm-hmm. Is this is how I look at it? Eagles, like you say, lose to the uh, to the 49ers, right? Mm-hmm. Then they lose to us. Mm-hmm. That's that would, two games in a row. That would put us in so the same now, record. Considering we just we've won our game, we beat Seattle, we beat them. Now we have the same record. Mm-hmm. Now our next games are what? Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Yeah. Tough. Let's say we lose one of those games. Sure. Just one. Mm-hmm. We'll say Buffalo. Okay. Fine. The rest of the season. The Eagles just have the uh, the Giants You're missing and it. Seattle. You're- now, here's my thing, though, is because they have two games against the Giants. Is there a slight chance? You're missing my big fucking hurrah moment. Go ahead, Tommy DeVito. Yes, comes in <laughs> and upsets the Eagles, bro. Bro, I don't know, Sturge. You might be a little too young for this. In 1999, it was 98 or 99. Fuck, was 14. Go ahead. I know, but I'm just saying, no, all right. Well, you might even, I don't know, but regardless, the Denver Broncos were rolling to an undefeated season, Mm -hmm. like rolling. No one thought they could be stopped. They had a cake schedule the rest of the way. They go into New Jersey, into into the Meadowlands against the New York Giants, who won three fucking games that year. (laughs) I think they may have been 18-point favorites. Do you remember the quarterback for that Giants team? Hold on. Don't tell me anything. 1999? It was the 98 or 99, whatever right. season that was. with The, the quarterback of the New York Giants at this point is either Kerry Collins 
Danny Cannell or fucking oh, Jason Garrett? <laughs> Look, I don't no. know. Who? Oh. I'm pretty sure because I haven't researched it. <laughs> it was Kent Graham. Oh God. <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure it was Kent Graham. I'm gonna it was either it up, Kent Graham or Dave Brown, but I'm going to go with Kate, oh, uh, Dave Kent Bra Graham. The Dave Brown was earlier. He was like mid-90s. Okay, so it's got to be Kent Graham. Right, I knew it was one it of those really smarty, you know, the, those quarterbacks. But anyways, mm -hmm. they upset the Broncos. Nobody saw it coming. I can maybe see something like that happening to the Eagles. The Eagles coming in. The Giants might even still be in, bro. They might even be in tension for a wild card by then. December 13th, 1998. The Giants won 20 to 16. The Broncos were 13 and 0 going into that game. Yeah. And, and Jim Fossil, was that the year where he was like, this team's going to the playoffs? No? Was that that year? Um, but now, if you want to. <laughs> hold on. Where's the fucking stats? Elway. All right. Well, that's Elway. Bro, you're a fucking savage. It was Kent Graham who yeah. went 21 of 33 for 265, two touchdowns, and he got sacked once. But yeah. So okay. There, but that's your... not. Look, anything can happen. And once again, you want to talk about must-win games? Uh-huh. Let's talk about them. If we beat Seattle this week, when Philly plays Seattle, guess who's in a really must-win game? Philly. Seattle. No, oh, Seattle. Yeah, yeah they're Because they're playing for the wild card. You're right. And the Giants, the Giants are coming up, man. Giants, if they keep winning, they could get in the playoffs at nine and eight. <laughs> Come on, they gotta win out. I'm just saying I know they do, but I'm just saying though, when it comes to them playing the Giants when and where they're at at the what, time. What you're saying is Everybody on the Eagles' schedule remaining is fucking scratching and clawing at their fucking chances of Thank doing That's something. what I'm trying to say. What yes. I'm trying yes. to say is it's as simple as this. Our Paisan, the Italian hero himself, <laughs> is going to take care of business and take out the Philadelphia Eagles. It was like, here we are relying on Patrick Mahomes and Josh <laughs> Allen to take out the Eagles. But all the while, we were waiting for this monumental fucking game where Tommy DeVito takes out the fucking <laughs> Eagles. I'm telling you, I love it's history. I love it. I love oh. the Dino, by the way. Oh, um, fucking great this now. is tremendous. Yeah, he's great. It's perfect. There's got to be T-shirts. He's got to get a Jersey Mike's deal. He's got to get all that shit. Um, but yeah, so anyway. If, if, San, if San Francisco handles business, okay, and, and we beat the Eagles, again, these are a lot of ifs, then now we're not only playing for the division, but we could possibly get home field advantage if we win outright and San Francisco loses one game. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, anything can happen. Uh, the way Dal – again, the way I'm seeing this team play, I mean, this is a different team that faced the, the Niners. And that loss to the Eagles, the way we responded – I mean, that was our game, bro. I mean, we played amazing. And, you know, when, when you're – mentally, when you're getting into that, you're seeing how the Eagles are playing and you're seeing how the Niners are playing. Mentally, Dallas knows they're a solid team. And 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 they believe they believe that they I, I again even Stephen A. Smith said Dallas is playing the best football right now. So the way I see it is this: in your hypothetical situation, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now that if the Dallas Cowboys, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, is the number one seed, this is the year. Stop. Stop no, starting. no, no! I they could, I could, I, I, I could, I could, I could actually, I could go. It'll be their best chance in a long time. Bro, I'd say. I don't know if it's how they, how they play at home. How they play at home is ridiculous compared on the road. Well, I'll say this too, bro. Going back to what you said, uh, this is what I think. If we win the division, 
we're going to be the second seed. There's no way we win the division. And because think about that. I meant the night we, in order for us to win the division, we'd have to win every game outright. And I don't see that happening. I think the chances of that happening are maybe 10% that we win every game until the end of the season. Um, so uh, in order for us to get it, the Niners would have to lose because we, we have the same record now. What are the, I mean, I don't know. The Niners, and they I, have I the tiebreaker. I don't know. The so Niners if we end schedule. up with the same record as the Niners, they're going to have home field advantage. But, but saying, if the Niners beat the, again, mm -hmm. hypothetically, if the Niners, if the Niners beat, uh, oh, fuck. If the Niners, if the Niners beat the, the Eagles, mm -hmm. which we got to root for them there. Okay. Yeah. And they and they lose one more game, and we, it's very right. possible. So here, here's that, the only way I that's just, possible is if we win every other game. I have the right. the 49ers remaining schedule here. So clearly, they got the Eagles this week. They can lose that game. I mean, they could win that game, obviously. But then you're looking for a couple losses. Um, they play Seattle the following week, who might be desperate, right? The Cardinals game is going to be a walkover on Christmas Day. The 49ers play the Ravens. So there's one. There's there could be a one, right? And then the following week. Unfortunately, they go at Washington, and I don't see that being a loss. And then the they finish the season at home against the Rams. I don't see that being a loss. So it's almost as if, like, well, right now we're the same record as the 49ers, right? So they would have to lose two. Well, here's another thing. Uh, you got to remember the Rams, division rival, and the Rams will are in the playoff hunt. They are so that could be hunt. a hunger game for the Rams. So possibly now. I mean, that well, Niners only have to lose one game if we went outright. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. we're not going to win out. I mean, I mean, we'd have to win out. Right? The odds of that is slim and none. But um, because I don't even know if we want to. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and we're back to that. Like, oh, we're playing too good. Yeah. want to. I'm just saying, though. No, you know, burn. just <laughs> crash and burn, Cowboys. There you go. I want to bring something up. I'm true to my word. Mm -hmm. You see how I'm talking about these scenarios now? When mm -hmm. did I say I was going to do this? Come on, class. After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> now it's much easier. Yeah, yeah but, but I, bro, I give us a, I give I give us the same percentage Sturch does to win the division thirty five. Okay, so if if the Niners if the Niners beat the Eagles, yeah, yeah, still thirty five. Yeah. Okay. So what if what if us and the Eagles tie? Depends on who they beat. They now, if they, now, bro, if that's the whole thing, if they lose to the Giants twice <laughs> or just once, once. We, and, and and we, we win out. out. Our we win. Division record would be better, yeah. Yeah, we'll have better division record than them, unless we lose to Washington the last week of the season. Because but our, I meant because we're resting starters. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hold on yeah. a second, bro. If yeah. they lose to the Niners and they lose to us and we have a tie and they don't lose to the Giants, okay, mm -hmm. we end up losing the, the, the seed because we lost to Arizona and we lost to an NFC. Probably. Probably that's how it'll play out, yeah. So That Arizona game is going to come bite us in the ass. Yeah, it might. We'll see. Sure. All right. I meant let's get into the uh, brass tacks here. Um 49 49ers. The Seahawks are coming into town. Uh the Cowboys are rolling at home. Uh they play their best football at home. Keep eh, Brett, I'll start with you. Does the 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 train keep on rolling here? Did the Dallas Cowboys move to nine and three? And then we kind of sit back and wait to see what happens with the 49ers and the Eagles. Well, obviously, we can't take this game lightly because mm -mm. Seattle is still fighting. And they're a good team. Um, uh, what's the point spread on it now? I, I didn't even check. The Cowboys game? I don't even know. We were up by seven, I think. Seven and a half. Seven? Really? That high? Yeah, I, I hate so. that. 
Cowboys, Seahawks spread. I'm just looking it up real quick just to see if I can get the latest numbers here. That's kind of high, man. I don't know. Um, let's see. The spread is nine. Oh, it's nine. Holy shit. See, I hate that's that. That's just a put that in. Huh? Plus the four points. Yeah, no, I, I said the- that's all computers. That's I, all analytics. I know. I know. I know. All right. But anyway, over under 46, so they think some points are going to be scored here. The Cowboys are 8-1 and one against the spread this season as favorites. Uh, the Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks are 3-2 and two against the spread on the road this year, so in case anybody gives a shit there. But anyway, so does it roll? Do we keep rolling there, Brett, and score? What do we got? On paper, we should. I mean, on paper, we should win by at least 10, I think. You know, uh, maybe a 24-10 to 10 type score. So 14 two touchdown win there. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh Keith, what say you, my friend? Um I see, like I said, I'm basing it on, you know, the matchups and everything. Um I, I you know, when our defense attacks, especially at home, and they get those turnovers and they do what they do, our offense scores points. It's insane. And we haven't had a special teams touchdown yet, have we? Besides the block field goal, have we had another one? Uh, I don't know. Sure, Turpin, Turpin get one called back. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. But another thing I was curious about is when is the last time we, cause we always play the Thursday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The last time we want, we lost the game the Thursday after Thanksgiving with Dak Prescott. And I, I just, I, I couldn't remember. So I, I was looking it up just now. Cause I know we beat Tennessee and then I know we beat. Remember we beat New Orleans when they were good. Hey Keith, who do who did we beat last year? Who was the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans last year? <laughs> Gibbs, Dibbs, Dibbs, Josh, Josh Dobbs, <laughs> Dobbs, whatever. Yeah, that that fucking Cinderella story. <laughs> hey, is so still. anyway, hold on. The last time we lost was against Mitch Trubisky and the Bears in Chicago, though. Was that in a, Chicago? That was a Dak Prescott led team. It was. It was. What year was That's that? That's the only time he lost the Thursday, I believe, after Thanksgiving. So, but this one's at home. Yeah. We usually play good on these games. In these games, um, I like another big score here. I don't know. I'll say thirty-eight, thirteen. Holy shit! All right. So, according to Keith, the Cowboys keep on rolling. Uh, Brett's got him twenty-four, ten. I'm also going to pick the Cowboys to win the game. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know. It's weird, man. I, would I love to see them roll all over the Seahawks? Yeah, I would. But, like, I, I've seen the Seahawks, and they scrap, and they fight, and they claw. Ten-point spread or nine-point spread scares me a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, give me the Cowboys to score 30, 31. I'll give them 31 and give up 17. 31-17 Cowboys. So, last time I gave somebody 17, they only scored 10. So, hopefully that that continues. Uh, but, look, all signs point to the Cowboys, hopefully being 9-3 and three by the next time we talk. And, of course, you know, we'll see how the the Sunday uh, afternoon game between the, the Eagles and the 49ers game plays out. know a lot of my friends are actually going to that game. Uh, 49er fans are, are entering enemy territory, so we'll see how they uh, how they fare. Um, but, yeah, so. We got to start the Tommy DeVito rally cry, man. We really do. We, we need it. We need him to, to pull pull it off. Maybe we'll get him on this show and try to try to interview him. Try to just get him up here, pump him up, tell him that we're some way or another related with a deep rooted uh, fucking 
heritage or some shit. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe one of our moms know his, knows his mom or something. <laughs> I mean, I'll call Carol. We'll see if Carol knows her. <laughs> we gotta have a relative that like knows the Devito family that can. I mean, he's Don Bosco, so it's like he played football around the corner. You know what I mean? So it's just a weird. All right. So my last thing before we get out of here. In, if, if for whatever reason the Giants finish, I'm not. They're not going to win out. So let's give them a let's give them a seven and ten record. Let's do that, right? Let's. They're four and eight right now. Let's say they go seven and ten. So, is there a chance now? Obviously, Daniel Jones is not going to be ready probably until mid season next year, according to what I've read. Can Tommy DeVito be the starting quarterback of the Giants? Yes or no, starting next year without drafting a Caleb or a guy like in the top of the draft. Because if they finish 7-10 and 10 and he, he finishes strong, they're not going to have a top pick. So is it DeVito time the whole time, or is that just like a like a Josh Dobbs? Oh, yeah. No, you ride, with, you ride with DeVito, man, especially with everybody doing this now. Everybody's <laughs> all excited. Yeah. Unless he starts shit the bed. Well, I'm, but, well, you know, he's been playing pretty good, man. Well, here's my thing. Like <laughs> – he played the Cowboys and we beat the shit out of him. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter, bro. Like, yeah, it does. He's an undrafted free agent. I meant so was Tony so, I mean, but look at the quarterbacks we beat up on. We beat in our in our stadium. Man, he's not alone. No, I know he's not alone. I'm just saying, like, you know, let's let's you know, I'm he's, excited he's about a, it. He's a rookie starting against the the arguably the best defense in the NFL and one of the best teams. I mean, you know, it's baptism by fire, and the kid. You know, it's a he has to learn, and um, you know he played really well. He's been playing pretty good, so yeah. And look at Jalen Hurts' first game against us in in that stadium. You guys were there. I'm gonna say it to you right now, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, I'm done with your shit. I'm so done with Jalen Hurts. I'm so done with the just the lackadaisical like uh, they're they're following him with the camera afterwards. And he's like. Would you expect? Like, what? You, oh, oh man! By the way, though, Parsons that last drive. I mean, that, that last drive. He yeah. Showed, he showed why he's a great quarterback. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Look, there's, there's, there's no denying that. It. There's no yeah, denying. I can't it. wait. Next week, I can't wait to preview that one. No, oh, it's gonna be a fucking bloodbath. So let's Yo, get there. Another thing you I want to say is the uh, Dolphins head coach. I love that guy, bro. He's, he's so. It's he's, you don't like him. I no, think he's no, great. It's a cross between awesome and just fucking bonkers. Weird. Bro, how about Dude, the fact did you see the heater thing when he's in front of the heater? <laughs> and the Jets fans are are, are are clowning him? Yeah. He's like a scoreboard yeah. or some shit. He told him Yeah, no, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm cold. Because they were making fun of him because he's by the heater. And he turns around and he goes, and I'm also winning. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, every halftime, you have to watch him. Do you see him at halftime? Takes off, yeah. He fucking sprints so nobody can get an interview with him. <laughs> Just fucking goes, bro. And like every time yeah. he has a press conference, he goes up to the podium. And he always says something slick. Like he's in Germany, and he's like, "I know what you're thinking. Uh, I look bigger on TV or some shit." Like he's just a fucking. He's a jokester. He's a pothead. Yeah. I always think he's high as a kite, too. By the way, um, always. Like I just and look. No, no offense to anybody who uh, indulges in that, including myself. You know, but like I, I, he looks like he's on deep space mountain <laughs> every time i look at him talking every fucking well, who is the jets coach and the, uh the other one that, and he kept getting jobs the old bears coach i think he was on the dolphins too the one that would just his his eyes would go fucking crazy oh, uh, adam gase <laughs> adam Gase. his first opening press conference with the jets he's like it's time to win some games time time to win some games. he's all over the place like he's either he's either sniffing the booger sugar right before the fucking press conference or where he's is just, he right now by the way oh he's coaching no, high school anyways. i think he's coaching high school um 
Yeah. With Jason Witten, by the way. Oh, undefeated season over there in Texas for his high school team. Nice. Yeah. Well, good so, for him. And, and the first year. Also, to, I don't know why I'm going off on a tangent of college coaches, but my man, my main guy, <laughs> prime time. Holy shit. Did he just fucking fall from grace? Like, that was that 3-0 start, and everybody's like, oh, shit. Colorado, here come the Buffaloes. Coach Prime, here come the sunglasses. Everybody's doing commercial. Yeah. Bro, horrible. <laughs> Horrible fucking organization right now. So we'll see how that plays out. But anyway, we all got the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, see that TVDs in the trade portal for Miami? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens too. I can't believe this portal thing's still a thing. You know, when are they going to put an end to that shit? Because it was for COVID. Because it was for COVID. For, for like, that's all it was for. Uh, the transfer portal? Yeah. Or, 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 I love it. I don't know, man. It's just like you're stacking teams now. It's like it's it's the free agency, it's, the wild wild west. I guess, but I mean, if you're not going to play or you get you don't get along, you're not forced to stay somewhere. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um. Yeah. So anyway, all three of us have the Cowboys going into nine and three. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll talk about it next week. Where were we at, where were we at with our our records in the mid uh, at this point in the season in oh, the preseason picks? I mean, I I would have to go back and look but i did have the graphic uh before actually you know what let me i'm gonna pull something up live on the air right now i'll see if this actually works all right i'm gonna say i well i don't know if we're gonna know at this point but we you could look at the final because i remember i had him at a i think i had him 11 and 6 or 12 and 5 i forget i'm just trying to see if i have hold on i know it's saved it's like the one photo that i saved and that was our preseason picks i can't bring it up but anyway here we are for NFC division winners. Okay, just so everybody's clear. Right now, as there's uh, a couple games left, I guess. NFC division winners. The East, me and Brett had the Cowboys. The Keith had the New York Giants. Um, so that's fun. And then the NFC North, me and Brett had the Lions. Keith had the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> NFC South, uh, we all had the Saints, which is still in play, I guess. We'll see how that plays out. The NFC West, I had the 49ers. The Bre uh, Brett had Seattle. And Keith had the Rams. <laughs> Dude, Keith, what the fuck were you on? Um, <laughs> this is bad. Um, all right, so that's that one. There was another one. Here's AFC, just to see where we're at. <laughs> Across the board, we all took the Jets to win the East. That, that comes with a, a disclaimer. Uh, with, absolutely. With, with, with absolutely. Asterisk. Does. Uh, the AFC North, another disclaimer, because we all had the Bengals, and now there's no Joe Burrow, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, the South, we all had the Jaguars across the board, so that's playing out to be the way that's going to go. And the AFC West, me and Brett had the Kansas City Chiefs, and Keith had the miserable fucking Chargers, who can't get out of their own oh, fucking way. Yeah, oh, that's boy. right. Yeah. Jeez, so, so that's the best way to describe them, what you just said. They can't get out of their own way. No, nah, they can't. That guy's going to get fired, 100% guaranteed. He's going to be looking for another job, so we'll see. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, so with that being said, that's my role. <laughs> so I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Enjoy the week of football. Let's go, Cowboys. We'll see you guys next week for Dave Sturgeo, Brett, and Keith Ernst. This has been another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your host, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I can give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Or uh, whatever. How about this, Cowboys?